0: When two New York college boys find themselves in trouble, they call the only person that can help them. Their loudmouth, leather jacket-wearing, hungry for an argument, Cousin Vinny. The slick-talking lawyer is against all odds as he attempts to break the chain of traditional Southern rule. Will he prove those who doubt him wrong, or will he just be another failed Yankee? I'm James Hockenjoes, and this is The Rewind.
1: Hey guys, hey guys, this is Jimmy and you're listening
0: to the rewind, presented by House of Pat Podcast Habit. Network. Your scientists, so scientists are so preoccupied with whether or not they could they, they just get shut, shut, shut never tell me the odds. The rewind. The rewind. The rewind. The Yo, what up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Rewind. James Hawking here. Gage is still on his bar stool run. Today, filling in in his chair, we have Emily's partner, Tiger Pack Productions, Mr. Vinny Contronio. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on, man. Yeah, I'm excited. So today, you picked a movie, so you want to announce it for the people? Fitting, because it's my name. My Cousin Vinny, a classic
2: comedy from, I think it was 1990, was it Two. 1992? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's a... Probably one of the funniest movies ever made, and it still holds up to this day. It was great. We watched
0: it last night. Um, Wait,
1: before we go into that, talk about your credentials, Vinny, yes, because we haven't thank done you.
0: that. I knew I was forgetting something. Yeah. This is, um, we like weird, to forget weird that. Weird to self-promote. No, I usually <laughs> don't
2: forget it. Um, obviously, Tiger Pack Productions, um, director, uh, producer, screenwriter. Screenwriting has been my specialty for quite a number of years, So, and also just a film enthusiast film lover um, yeah i'm just all around uh, love good cinema you know <laughs> and schooling in film right so i went to rowan rowan university in south jersey and i have a, a degree in english and uh, i'm going to go back and get my degree in a uh, master's degree in creative writing but um but yeah that's i've been absorbed to like story and all that stuff for a really long time so i love looking at it in um, in film and more recently in novels and stuff but but Got yeah it. i think it's super fun
1: we like to say vinny has an honorary sva directing <laughs> uh degree because of how much time he spent with us in filmmaking and stuff like that when we were in school um so like he, yeah he's, he's kind of like what, what we what we are me and gage are on the same level almost with education because we just taught we just regurgitate everything that was taught to us so
2: i have more friends that are alum from sva than i do from rowan and that's that's crazy. <laughs>
0: to, <laughs> I I got at least two days as an onset extra work at SBA.
1: Yeah, you did at
0: least two days. You did. So
1: uh, I who, got
0: some PA work under my belt.
1: Who's that was? That was Gage. Jack, oh, it was Gage. Well, right. Jack was, was the
0: Jack was involved in the project. He yeah, was the SBA g- student. Yes, yes. That's
1: right. That's right. But uh, yeah, so my cousin Vinny. Um, I guess well, I saw this movie in the first time. I think I was in junior high. For like, I want to say like seventh grade or something like that. I thought it was the funniest thing ever because I, you said it last night. Is we know people like these guys, like we grew up with people like these guys, like um, like Vinny and Mona Lisa, and they like especially during that time period when we were born in the uh, early nineties and stuff like that. Like that was still kind of a style; it was still around and stuff like that. You know,
0: ninety two when they're from Brooklyn in this movie. I was born in Staten Island, New York in 1993. I mean, I showed you the pictures of my mother last night. Yeah. I know at least seven women growing up who were Marissa Tomei in this movie.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's it's so crazy
2: because, like, people will look at that and assume it's a stereotype. But I'm like, it's not. Like, you'd be surprised. Like, it, it's interesting. Um, bef- I didn't know about this movie until I was a teenager. So before that, like, my cousins would introduce me naturally as, oh, this is my cousin Vinny. And everybody would laugh. And I'm like, what the hell's everybody laughing about? Like, what's so funny? I was like, do I have something on me? And then I found out what the movie was. And then I watched it and I'd be like, oh, okay, now I know why it's so funny.
0: <laughs> so I, this is another one. Like, I, we're on a run right now of movies that I don't have my first memory of because it's so early in my life. As a kid, all the time, Vinny Riggio, oh, my, yeah. my longtime friend, who we borrowed the DVD from, yeah. watched it on an old school DVD <laughs> last night. Um, It would just always be on when we were hanging out as kids. So like nine or 10, 11, maybe was the oldest I was the last time I saw it. Not the first time, the last time before last night. So it was good to watch because I haven't seen like well over 10, 15 years now. So it was good to watch it again. It's good to see a movie that you remember being great as a kid hold up all these years later.
2: And I think that's the joy of streaming too, because now we have so much more access to films of the past and like you can actually go back and get that nostalgia um
0: streaming is like totally revitalized that genre i th- had that thought last night because we pop in the dvd and this is like probably oh two oh three, like when dvds yeah. were first came out yeah. and made accessible so before you even get to the title screen like an old school vhs it gives you the fox dvd rundown mm-hmm. and it's x-men one uh pulp fiction was on there Right? I
1: I don't even remember. It was a
0: couple, like, they did that commercial of, like, these are are all the DVDs you have Mm -hmm. to have. And I was thinking about it, like, back in the day, you needed to build your own personal collection. Otherwise, you would just never see stuff again. And now, I thought, with streaming, like, I can see something I haven't thought of, like, my cousin Vinny, in 15 years, and now remember how much I love that movie. So it is great the streaming aspect of it for
1: even, sure. Even even uh, the streaming of uh, like purchasing the downloads now because like I almost bought. I remember talking about I almost bought the other day because I was like, oh, it's not on anything, and I sure I do have the DVD somewhere, but I'm not. I wasn't going searching for it when I could just buy it. And having that access when, you know, I went to France, I had all of these movies that I've had seen for years, like Jurassic Park and like Casablanca, all these older films that we're able to just collect in such an easier format. It It's just, it makes, technology has made life easier, but I guess harder in a way too. Because now we have all this information in front of us. And, it's
2: the uh, age of convenience.
1: It's um, the age of confusion. Well, that too, yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, because you get confused by like the amount, <laughs> by how... Um, convenient everything is but i'm not gonna lie like when i was younger like seeing those old vhs tapes like having that voice like coming soon to video like i get so pumped i'm like Ooh, what's next
1: <laughs> but uh, i what do you know the rating way with the way we rate on the show because i know you do that Vinny, for everyone doesn't know does most of our video editing too um he's actually from jersey but we film on Long island mm. so he came up for this but we uh we are coastal here we we work all over the coast here so mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know the layout of the show pretty well but do you know yeah the yeah, scoring? yeah well
0: your ratings just i want to hear like what you it's, would give this it's the good old barstool pizza yeah. review one to ten decimals yeah. count um yeah. hmm. see like i was thinking about it last night and i had it somewhere in like the high seven low eight range but i think i gotta bump that up i don't know if i'm gonna give it a nine right now but i'm gonna go eight seven so here's part of my reasoning for why i'm not going to go nine even though this doesn't pertain to me since we are from the area where a lot of these jokes and i guess the um it's the word i'm looking for stereotypes Mm -hmm. they hit very close to home for us it's not as relatable to somebody who's from like palo alto yes you know so uh, I think we're in, the, in a very specific niche market for it that makes us want to give it a 10. So I'm just going to throw that in there and go 8-7.
2: I'm really glad you said that because one of my biggest notes in this film was that it's for a New York market. And they established that right out of the gate because you see these two guys who, you know, you know they're not from the South yeah, they're not and they're, they're driving through the um they're driving through the streets and all that stuff and I think it's a perfect opening credit sequence oh but I'll get back to the point on on the number because I downgraded it from a nine to an eight on I'm because I have a, I rate things on IMDb because I'm, I, I like to <laughs> you're keep, one of those I'm one of those I like to keep <laughs> I like to keep track of how much I watch <laughs> um We're- And I take it I take it so fucking seriously it's not even funny. It's like I have to sit I have to sit after every movie I go to I have to sit and have like a fucking debriefing I'm like all right, it just doesn't you know the Godfather is a 10 in my book but I have to go back you know maybe a 9 or an 8. I'm usually. If it's, I want to see the notes. We have
0: quarterly fucking up, ranking updates every quarter. We have to change it. There can only be so many eights. If somebody's gonna jump up to an eight, we gotta drop somebody else down. Hundreds.
2: Like, I have hundreds I, of titles. Vinny.
0: I have hundreds of titles
2: on my fucking IMDb rating list. No, because, I've because known I feel you like for so reading, long.
1: I've never known. I'm surprised about I
2: never you. even told You've you that. You
1: never ever I spilled this secret with
2: po- me. L- later, after if, if we come back from a break, I'll fucking pull my phone on. and I'll show you how many fucking titles I have. I feel it like. Is,
1: I feel like now we're just going to have to start. Every time we release a rewind, we're going to have to also release Vinny's
0: IMDb score. score. (laughs) He has it just ahead of Titanic, but... (laughs) Fucking Titanic is at a six. (laughs) But just (laughs) below... Titanic is at a... That did not impress me at all. Um, Just above by Titanic, but just (laughs) below Jurassic Park 2. I don't know you're learning I love how you have like a whole new lane this is the first time I'm hearing this from like a whole well, I can't believe while we're still so getting over the shock of this I you probably know this about me already but this is gonna make the two of you hate me and probably a lot of other people you if you're watching something and you can't think of an actor's name you pull up the movie go to IMDB to find out who yes. it is correct yes I'm a Wikipedia guy
2: Wiki- <laughs> IMDB is the thing you know that right I know <laughs> you're yeah. <laughs> dude <laughs> IMDB is a thing I literally, bro. <laughs> I
0: literally pulled up My Cousin Vinny last night while we were watching it to check something on Wikipedia oh my god I think
2: I've just been so <laughs> preconditioned to hate Wikipedia that when you said that and I was like that's a joke right no
1: no, no, no that's full of facts do you there. have the
0: Wikipedia app or
2: you no no on? I just google so you go it, through I'm I, gonna hit google I then google type google in Wikipedia it, and then
0: I click the Wikipedia link I google My Cousin Vinny the first thing that comes up is the Wikipedia link and I click it and I'm like oh Marissa Thomas." and
2: that is right. why Wikipedia is still alive
1: it's single-handedly because of Jameson the Rewind I'm
2: very impressed though I've never that's the I've never heard anybody use Wikipedia for movie movie trivia
0: yeah yeah if if I'm like oh who directed that I google it go to the if it comes right up when you google it I won't go to Wikipedia like if if what I'm looking for because sometimes you google it it comes right up in the little blurb would you ever consider getting the IMDb app I just don't see a reason for it you're talking to the same person who used Pandora Free mm. Pandora Radio instead of Apple Music or iTunes or anything else. Did you ever do the whole download to MP3 thing before that? Or
1: no, I never. I
0: never was a YouTube to MP3 thing. But as a kid, yeah. Brian, our man from Boo, he would just download his iPod, his iTunes onto my iPod. Like I didn't have iTunes as a kid. I would oh, just really? have friends like drug dealers who I would get <laughs> songs from on my iPod that way. It is crazy because like past music is like the modern day drug trade. Because my dad's in IT. Yeah, he's a uh, hardware project manager whatever he's been in IT for 40 plus years now right um he was never a whenever having limewire or, or napster or any of this bullshit <laughs> on my computer and 99 cents a song and get the fuck out of here. That's yeah. not happening either. So I had to go and like make borders with my friends. They would scare the shit out of us with like LimeWire. they're like, you're gonna get so many viruses and all
2: that stuff. And I'm like, they're treating it like it was like, well, like it was it, like porn. It, it, they Yo, did, LimeWire did fuck your shit up. Me
1: and Steve destroyed so many computers in our lifetime with LimeWire and Napster and all the shit that, cause we, that's all, we, we downloaded movies. Like we downloaded everything. Like it, we didn't care. It was give us that material. Um. I can confidently say, though, I do not get the facts for the show from Wikipedia. They are researched facts. So
2: <laughs> there was one thing I did look, look up for on Wikipedia. facts. I'm yeah. looking
0: for. I'm just. I'm for,
1: I felt it had to be said because I'm, Wikipedia was brought up. I'm, and I'm looking I'd for just say. the
0: cast. Who directed it? Usually, who wrote it? Like one of the somebody in the who produced it. Whatever shit like that. Or runtime. Like I'm never looking for a fun fact from Wikipedia. But you can get all of that with IMDb. Yeah, I'm sure you can, but I just I'm a man stuck in my ways, Vinny. All right.
2: I admire the fact that you that you've stayed stayed retro.
1: Retro.
2: <laughs> I think that yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a reason why we can't cite Wikipedia. But anyway, um I scored this. Honestly, when I was thinking about it and I was doing the research for because I did the research before watching the movie, um, like re-watching the movie, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, oh, like, it's definitely like a high eight for me and this and that. And then I was re-watching it. I was like, honestly, I don't think it is. Like, I think it's more, if I, I want to say it's like an eight, two, eight, three, somewhere around there, because it is a niche market. Um, it is still hysterical. I did laugh, you know, that there is some, what?
0: I just wanted to add something. I was just—you could have finished your thought. I just wanted to add something. The reason, one another reason, I forgot to bring you this before. You got two forward. teachers
1: sitting here. You see it. We see hand go up. Our attention. Another is on reason
0: you. why I bump it <laughs> from the highest, like possible seven nine eight two range to an eight seven is because, as far as the legal scenes go, incredibly accurate. Yes. Very well done. Yes. Very well received. Used to teach law classes. Yeah,
1: which I'll go into in the facts because. Um, the director, Jonathan Lynn, has a law degree. Yes, I do a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So um he wanted that accuracy. It was like a big deal. But um yeah, I that was one reason why I kept it in the eights because it it's very, very well done on those scenes. I mean, the cross-examination is is fantastic. That's it's very rare that we truly get to see a cross-examination done multiple times like that in. Um, either TV or movie. I I would say the only other movie I can think of off the top of my head would be A Few Good Men, where which honestly too I, I might be wrong. I know say it,
2: to
0: kill mockingbird a mockingbird as well. Oh, f- to
1: kill a mockingbird. Yeah. yeah, that's A
0: Few Good Men is horrendous. As far as its legal procedure. No, I'm
1: not saying about the legal procedure. I'm saying where you see both the cross oh, and possibly. that.
0: possibly. I haven't even seen that um, movie. The last time I watched it, we probably put it on and fell asleep 15 minutes in. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Not actually,
1: which I thought was pr- not not in terms of legal procedures, but it was a very good show of uh, both defensive prosecution was the trial of the Chicago 7, which was you would like it. It was Sasha yeah. Baron Cohen. And oh,
2: like, yeah, that's, that, that just nev- came out, right? Yes, yeah, I didn't get was, a chance to watch it
1: that yet. was fantastic. But that had a, uh, I, I really enjoyed the court scenes there and being someone that, um like, I love law, like, I'm a big law person, Um, definitely heavily, when I was looking at college, just considered possibly going into law and doing defense and stuff like that. Um, I obviously, as we all know, I love law and order and SVU, which is also held um, at a decently high standard in terms of procedural stuff when it comes to the police. Not so much the courtrooms, law and order. The courtroom stuff is pretty good, but SVU, the police uh, interrogations are held up more. Um, but yeah, I I do hold this at a, a really high regard um, in terms of that. But there's there's just some things where it's like, you know, it, it's it's an older movie. So we're now in 2021. We watch films like that. There's things where I'm thinking in my head, it's like, ah, you know, this and that, and I have to remember. It's like, wait, this is me in 92. Like, we have to talk about it for its time period. Cause for it's for 92, it's it's a good film. You know, it's it's good camera work, it's solid editing. I mean, it's a pretty good coloring. Um, but it's just like it it just kind of is what it is. Like I don't sometimes I'm I don't know how to explain. sometimes I I want a little more from the characters. And it's I think that's me not being a massive comedy person. Who? Um.
0: Who do you need more from?
1: I didn't, see that's the thing it was Ma- like
0: Marissa Tomei doesn't have any more to give you and she won the goddamn Oscar no. she is everything a supporting actress should be no, in she, that movie she's, like she's perfect she doesn't have much more to give
1: I know and that's what it is and that's why I'm questioning why I'm left wanting more even if
0: Ralph Macchio could give you more I mean his, well, how much more for the scope of him? his character you don't need much more I, wants, they, who, I who do you want more from that's, I, what that's, what
1: I, that's what I'm saying I can't tell you I just had that feeling of wanting more of something and I can't tell you what exactly it was I think honestly I'll probably be watching it after maybe tomorrow we we'll watch it and try to figure it out because i just
2: i i do think that they sidelined um bill and stan at, and like the middle of the second act they're kind of like pushed off to the side because like like you said there's nothing really more that like yeah they're in jail and they're scared and they're b- constantly butting heads that's it you know like that there's really nothing you know it's
1: about them yeah. they're the yeah. setup they're the, they're setup. the setup of yeah, the movie they're
0: not really yeah. super while they're in, like pivotal to the central plot of the movie they're not really important to the story that's being told, other than they're just the little winchpin. Yeah. In the grenade,
1: yeah. they're the
0: exposition to Vinny's story.
1: Maybe that's why I have a problem with it is because you have two characters who are truly just exposition. Yeah. And I'm just I hate. But
2: that. they handle it. I think they handle it perfectly. It is. Like they, yeah. There's the the amount of setup that leads to Vinny. It's really not that much, and you you get everything. Like I think. And what we were talking about before, about the New York market, they establish that like right out of the gate, because what's the first thing that Bill says when they go to jail? I'm calling my mother. How grounded is that to our society, you know, like in, in the tri-state area, especially like New York, New Jersey, like that's the vibe. We get that right away. And we are immediately latched onto these characters based on that precedent. And then when Vinny comes, it's like, if we didn't get that set up before. That would have been like, who the fuck is this guy coming in well, here, the, you know, <laughs> with cowboy
0: boots and like. The whole phone call when you don't even hear what's going on on the other end of the phone. You just hear, ma, no, we didn't do it. Exactly. Nah, ma, ma, calm. It's going to be okay. We need a lawyer. How much could a lawyer cost? Like a hundred grand. That whole thing. Yeah. That, that whole thing tells you the story. And then you see Joe Pesci pull up and it's fucking game time.
2: Yeah, and it's his movie. Like, what you were saying before, um, with this movie, it's tough because, like, it's his show. And we're just kind of... And everybody along to the side is just, like, there to to give him the, the setup to his punchline.
1: Oh, yeah. And you know? I think that's why you have to hold Marissa Tomei at such a high regard because she is not she holds her own against him while everyone else is sidelined by him i don't think she's sidelined by him at all i think she completely holds her own with her comedy with her acting with her just her presence on screen i mean she's gorgeous in this movie um but yeah i I would definitely put this somewhere around like between finney like an eight eight between eight and eight three i might even drop it down to seven nine honestly and that's kind of a wide range but that's like (laughs) it's kind of where i'm at um with watching it. But I do love it. It's a great right, movie. You
0: gotta close the gap by the end of the show.
1: I'll close the gap <laughs> by the end of the show. Maybe you guys can convince me. Um, I guess let's take a quick break and then we'll we'll come in with some facts.
0: All right, what's up, guys? As everyone knows, this season we are on YouTube. Last season we weren't, and I gotta be honest with you, we kinda we were dressing like shit a little bit, you know? We weren't worried about what people saw. We were wearing pajamas, we had Anthony coming in wearing whatever sweats he wore to work that day. Half the time I'd roll out of bed and show up to the studio. But now the people are going to see us, and we got to look fresh. We want that fine Italian fucking material. That's right. We're talking Di Denaro, De streetwear brand from Long Island, New York. The gear is fire. It looks good. Right now, I got the M5 Motivated Money Making Monday morning hoodie on, okay? You're going to be able to get this and so much more at SaatchiDDenero.com. Promo code Havoc is going to save you 10% off. That's S A C C H I D I D E N A R O.com. H A V O C. Promo code HAVOC gets you 10% off. Always authentic, never counterfeit. Sachi DiDenaro. De all right, what's up, guys? We're back. Emily's got some fun facts uh, from the internet research we're going to go through right now.
1: The internet research, not from Wikipedia. Um, so, director was John. It's not at all. A little bit from Wikipedia. No, zero from Wikipedia. I can guarantee you bit. that. Nope, don't do that. Don't believe in Wikipedia. <laughs> um, director Jonathan Lynn, writer Dale Lauren, cinematographer Peter Demain, editor Tony Lombardo and Stephen E. Rivkin, cast Joe Pesci as Vinny Gambini, Ralph Macchio as Bill Gambini, Marissa Tomei as uh, Mona Lisa Vito, Mitchell Whitefield as Stan Rothenstein, Fred Gwain as Judge Chamberlain ha- Haller? Haller. Haller, right? Yeah, Haller. Lane Smith as Jim Trotter the third. Uh, runtime was 120 minutes, which is two hours. Rated R. Location? Do you know the film location?
2: I want to say they filmed it in Georgia.
0: Yeah, it's they in did. Georgia. I forget the name of the town. It's was fuck it to shoot in there. In Georgia.
1: <laughs> um, I want to say it was Jasper County. They filmed it in. But I, I, I think I have it written down. Release date was March 13th, 1992. Budget was. Eleven million estimated box office was seven point five million, uh, the, like the weekend, and then the worldwide was sixty four million. The camera was Panavision, which is ninety two. That's I mean what you're using. The awards were uh, best supporting actress in uh, the role, which um, Marisa Tomei won for the Oscar, and that was the only thing that was nominated or um, won. And then so some facts was uh, the myth's understanding of youths in the the scene yeah that actually happened between the director and pesci where because of pesci's accent and um jonathan lynn is from england so he just didn't understand Jesse's (laughs) yeah he he just didn't understand pesci's accent so they had that he ended up putting in the script um lynn has a law degree and one proceedings accurate praise for accuracy and even shown in law schools it is uh knocking over the chessboard when that scene when they're talking about his name was an accident and they actually decided to keep that in because it was so funny. That makes
2: it so much funnier. <laughs>
1: yeah, it really does. And then too, because they they cut a lot in that scene to his reaction. So that means that they had to then tell him, okay, we're adding this this cut take of your face and stuff like that of you reacting to knocking this over. So um, the American Bar Associated rated it number three at, on the 25 greatest legal movies of all time. And I actually wrote down some of them. Let me pull them up real quick. So number one was to, killing mo- to Kill a Mockingbird. Two, 12 Angry Men. This was number three. Four, a t- uh, Autonomy of a Murder. And then five was Inherit the Wind. So makes sense that uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, the Owl Screech was real in the the woods. <laughs>
0: That was, oh, yeah, cool. that owl screech is amazing. Yeah, and
1: apparently, Jonathan Lynn in the director commentaries was like, I don't know how we got so lucky to get that owl to screech like it did. So, that
2: was that written in the script, or did it just happen? Like, there's an owl in the woods, and we're just going to shoot with that.
1: No, I think that the owl just happened. That's crazy. Like they were planning on using an out. Like I think it was like right. actually there, but something about the screeching and the way it happened like was natural. Like, maybe it was his reaction to it. I'm not really sure. But <laughs> the notes weren't that specific there. But just said so that the screech was real. The prosecutor, um, automotive expert convo, and uh, like when he first comes in, not the second time, was actually verbatim from a court, court transcript. So that was taken directly. I'm not sure. It didn't say what case it was from, but it said it was directly from court transcript sheriff talman was actually the actual sheriff of jasper county where they shot most of the film and them saying um sheriff talman and jasper county caught the guys was a nod to him and i was like a thank you for keeping like everything smooth because they they apparently he like really helped them out and just made things really easy for them with filming the um only mrs robinson line where he's like an only mrs or not robinson what's her name
2: Oh, with the glasses? the glasses, Riley. Riley, Riley. Yeah. they're like
1: he's like, and only Mrs. Riley. That was ad libbed. It was just supposed oh, to be. I think like when she says it again. Um, this was the final feature for Fred Gwynne. Uh oh, Beacom County is not real. Where they were there? Actually, most of the counties that they say they're from are in are not real. Joe Pesci won for Goodfellas during the production and showed up his Oscar to everyone on set, <laughs> in like Pesci fashion. Pesci and Gwen were actually really good friends and friends up until Gwaine died. Uh, Alabama has the longest constitution at 3,000 words and the U.S. is a little over 4,000 words. So saying like judge telling Pesci to know the constitution that by the next day was near impossible because his reaction
2: to that was perfect. He was like, just this? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I, when I saw that it's three hundred thousand words versus the US Constitution being four thousand, I was like, that's that's a little much. Like I, I don't know. What do you have in three hundred you know what? I don't want to even ask that question. It's I don't want to know what you have. I it's Alabama. So who knows? Who knows what's in that constitution? Who knows what's I'm so curious to see what's in that constitution that's just like doesn't, it, like, obsolete. Like, yeah. we we're not Irrelevant. even sure. Yeah, like, that's, you know.
2: Operate the electric chair. This is how you turn it on. This is how you turn it
1: off. <laughs> do they have death penalty? About? In the movie, they in the
2: did. Movie I don't know if they, they still do. do.
1: no In the movie, they did, but...
0: No, I, I don't think anywhere has a death penalty. No, I think like, it's... The electric chair is, like... The electric chair. No one the chair. I know. places I said have before, I think we need the chair back.
1: Places have death penalties, and apparently one state is looking at bringing back the firing squad.
0: Firing squad's a good one, so but I really, I, I'm a fan um, of the electric chair. You could turn it into a Wi-Fi hotspot.
1: I mean, that.
0: I just think there's <laughs> something to the public. We, we kind of talked about this in Gangs in New York. Um, there's something to public executions that I think we're missing in today's society. It's
2: consequence. Like, it's yeah, sitting well, it's in jail the, for the rest of your life. It's the
0: idea of the public consequence. Yeah. Like you're just going out to get a gallon of milk and you see somebody get hung and you're like, well, fuck what he do. Like we stole a gallon of milk.
1: Enthusiastic corruption of the public good. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's like oh, Les Miserables. Like, oh, we stole
2: a loaf of bread. I'm not fucking doing that. That's for sure.
1: 19 <laughs> <Yeah>. years. <laughs> so that's a I whole other... We're not even getting there. I can't. No way. Don't <laughs> they with me. I can't contain myself. Um, let's... The temperature in the courtroom scenes exceeded 100 degrees Fahrenheit, so they were all dying, because apparently it was built in like a tin tin warehouse and stuff like that. So it just got super hot. Gwen actually graduated from Harvard on the GI Bill. Uh he has like a Yale thing in his back. But um let's see, Jim Belushi says he regretted turning down the role of Vinny. Christopher Lloyd was considered for the judge. Lorraine Bracco for Mona Lisa, who is um do yeah, you know who Lorraine Bronco is? She was in The Sopranos. She was the therapist.
2: Uh,
1: I know, that's right. Danny DeVito was also considered. Oh, he would have been good. And that was pretty much most of the notes. It wasn't like too crazy. of uh,
0: I have to stop you right there. Yeah. You didn't say Vinny's full name. Vincent LaGuardia Gambini, which is fucking hysterical. I
1: forgot that it's that, (laughs) actually. That's incredible. And it's literally
0: wrote out L.A. space, capital G, like LaGuardia. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I didn't even realize that. Vincent LaGuardia Gambini and Mona Lisa Vito. Yeah, the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And apparently there was a note, wish I don't know how true it was, that said that her last name being Vito was a nod to his Goodfellas character.
2: There was a line that Stan said, um when he was like what was he before he was a lawyer a fucking comedian so i was like is that like a nod to goodfellas as well where joe patient was like oh what am i a clown do i amuse you am i a co- comedian so i don't know that's just something that i picked up i don't know if that's it was intentional but
1: i didn't see any notes about it there honestly weren't that many notes for the film uh that i could find which i mean i kind of it's a pretty straightforward film it's not, like, it's not like it's crazy action or anything like that where you're dealing with all these special effects and all these crazy things like with jurassic park <clears throat> like that had so many facts because there was so much about the CGI and the animatronics and all this stuff. But for this, it's it's pretty, you know, it's a yeah, it's point and, shoot film, pretty you know? cut and dry yeah.
0: cinematography here. Yeah, 1992, we're just shooting a film.
2: It's hard to do a comedy in a courtroom, so that's why I think this film stands out, and that's why I think it's number three. Because how how dry could a courtroom scene be? You know, watch
0: to kill oh, a mockingbird. Yeah,
2: I mean, I mean, it's fuck because it's so old that you appreciate. The nostalgia of *To Kill a Mockingbird*, but if that same film came out today, I'd be like, I could go to court and watch this myself.
1: Even sometimes, as for you, it's like it's like
2: it's one thing of being accurate and you know making something that you know people can say like, oh, this could really happen. But at the same time, making something funny and having it be more funny than like and then investing yourself in the courtroom situation—you're just there to watch Vinny, is it's so impressive that they were able to pull that off like there was one part where i was like when he was like everybody everything that guy just said is bullshit i'm like okay now we're we're hitting more slapstick like this is kind of it's meant to be stupid and funny but like everything other than that like how he reacts to certain things and no it feels like something like that could happen in a courtroom
0: yeah 100 percent. and i mean like you said as far as like a courtroom drama i'm all fucking set i'm all set uh, if you're having a mo- two hours of a drama take place primarily in a courtroom as this movie does, prim- take place primarily in the courthouse. That, I'm all set on that. So like, cause that that's dr- it can be dry and boring. And if you're gonna tell tell like a serious drama story in that setting, it's gonna be way too dry for me. I'm not making twenty five minutes into it. Yeah,
1: I think that's why I thought the Chicago Seven was so good because. It does mostly take place in a courtroom, but it's not dry. It it, it can get a little dry, of course. It, the material is a little dry, but the like it's such interesting material and stuff like that, and they do it in such a way that it it keeps you involved it keeps you interested. That it's something like this movie does with the comedy. Like I feel like with having that comedy there, it really, it keeps you invested because you're you know the next joke's coming. It's you know, and
0: even though it is incredibly accurate and correct in the procedure and inside of the courthouse, it's not made for somebody who understands that. The the target audience isn't somebody who understands what's going on in court procedure. It's somebody who probably doesn't, knows next to nothing about it, the general audience, right? Mm. So you're making something that seems sophisticated and difficult and complicated, you need to go all these years of schooling to understand it, relatable to the average schmuck who works for New York Sanitation or something, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think it's great, too, when they ask him, like, how many, like, they're talking about him passing the bar. He's like, oh, I've been practicing law uh, uh, for six weeks. And they're like, oh, well, why? And he's like, well, I was studying for the bar, and like, for six years. And it's, like, that whole thing. And it's it's funny because it's, like, this blue-collar guy that was a mechanic that now is like, took him six years to pass the bar because he, you no, know, and honestly, he probably couldn't pass the bar. He's probably a bad test taker. Because, like, the bar is very difficult and very... He's got
2: reasons for why he was kind of slacking, if they want to use that word. Like, everything he's got, he, everything he does is for a reason. And, and, like, his whole backstory, it's, like, it's justified. Like, yeah. he, he doesn't seem like a slacker. Like, he he actually cares. like And that's that's kind of what attracted me to this character the most, is, like, you feel bad for the guy because he's trying. Mm-hmm. Like, the that one scene where he's, like, sitting on the... And they're sitting in the hotel, and he's like, I'm really scared. Like, that's that that hits you know and it's you you take him seriously as a character not just as a punchline you yeah. know and then the next scene is literally him being told that um they want to go with the public defender so yeah yeah that's you really right. feel bad for the guy
0: you know and then he gives you the heartfelt speech about give me one chance and if it don't look like if it looks like i don't know what i'm doing then you can you can fire me and go with the public defender which that aspect of it was the one thing that i was curious about like Can you really just fire your fucking lawyer in the middle of litigation and go, I'm going with this guy? Like, could you do that?
1: Yeah, Actually, theoretically, you could because he knows the whole trial. Yeah. So
0: I guess because you're in that situation where the two of them are kind of on trial for the same thing. But let's say they're up there with one defendant and with one defender and they want to fire him mid-trial. What?
1: Um...
0: It would never go it, no, on the same it's, day. It's, they would have to Well yeah,
1: uh, it, it it actually would probably it they'd either put it into a recess of finding a new lawyer and catching up to speed, or it would go into a mistrial and it would just start over from the beginning. More than likely it would probably be a mistrial and they would just start off from the beginning with a new lawyer. That's that's but but there have been cases of multiple defendants in the same trial having different lawyers and then that lawyer assuming on other defendants and keeping the trial going because that lawyer is um privy to all knowledge going on. Like it's not it's not like it's a prosecution person coming into the defense where they're not privy to the knowledge. This the, the theory is that the lawyers, if you have two or three lawyers like say you have two lawyers and two defendants, the lawyers should be privy to all information. Like it, because it's they're pretty much defending the, the, them together they're on trial together they're they these lawyers are gonna be working together so it's uh, I, um I don't know how common it is or how often it's happened but it has happened so
0: and the other thing with that mm-hmm. that's funny is the whole thing that um Stan the whole deal he brings up to Bill mm-hmm. when they're playing jailhouse hoops shout out jailhouse hoops um <laughs> is he can Wind up in uh, cross examination. Wind up giving the prosecution more to work with and and defending their case. Right. And then that's exactly what the public defender does.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. And
0: that's where he goes. Fuck this guy. Well, I, I think want, I want him.
1: I think that was such a great scene too with the public defender when, like, all of a sudden he the guy looks over and he's like, uh, Brown and and Hazel Green, and you just see the t- <laughs> the public defender's face and he's like. No more questions for you.
2: <laughs> like, you, just you see so, the life just leave his yeah. face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, kudos to that guy. Because honestly, that guy did a great job between the stutter. And I think he actually truly does have a stutter, that actor. And I'm, um, I believe in the notes it was he had trouble finding jobs because he was typecast as a stutterer. So um he didn't want to do this role, but he was friends with Lynn and ended up coming on for the role. And he he's perfect for it. The way he does it, I don't know if that's his true stutter if he's um, you know, make exu- like making it worse, but it's it works phenomenally in this, especially when he pats um stand on the shoulder like as like he's getting great. up. <laughs> no it's it's before that it's as he's getting up to <laughs> question before he, he like goes, yeah. I
0: remember what we talked about he's like I got
1: this yeah he just pats him on the shoulder like he's all confident and swanky it's it's just it was such a great like, I'm getting better. <laughs> it's so good. It's it was such a great moment. But
2: and there are stakes in this film. You know it, like obviously well the kids could get fried but that's but Vinny has steaks. You know? He's got something to work for and you got, he's a got to got something to prove to
0: himself, yeah. too, that he can actually do this thing. Now, he's in the worst situation possible because you're a bunch of New Yorkers in Alabama in the early 90s where they don't really like you. So they're kind of everyone has already agreed in the most fair way possible that we're just going to we got these guys. We got evidence. We're going to put them away. Fuck it. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they're really, you know, we want a conviction. We don't want the truth necessarily.
1: Yeah, and you see that actually in the scene where um, the prosecutor uh, announces the expert witness and Vinny gets up and he's like, well, like I didn't know about this. I'm not yeah. privy to this. Yeah. And the judge is like, that was an excellent argument overruled. And that would never fly. That's cause for mistrial because that type of well, expert witness
0: I've read that people, people like critics or whatever. I don't, not citing this. I don't know who the fuck said. I read it somewhere uh, in preparation for this. That they wrote one of the reasons the movie works so well is that there's no really true bad guy, and I fucking disagree because I think the entire prosecution in the state of Alabama is the bad guy. Yeah, I agree. It is.
1: It's because they're
0: arguing that everybody just wanted wants to find the truth in the end, but I disagree because I don't feel that the judge or the prosecution or the sheriff until the very end is interesting in finding out the truth. They're They're just just doing their jobs. Yeah. They're just interested in the fastest conviction possible. Right.
1: But even the sheriff at the end, when he gets on trial, he was like, I took it upon myself because I had a hunch when he just questioned Vinny on why he's like, tell me why, like, I need to look for this. Like he wasn't going to do it just because Vinny asked him to. He needed the reason that, Hey, I really don't believe these kids did it. I think it was actually this type of car, not this car, whatever it would be. So I, I kind of got that feeling with, um, it's like, uh, Almost like a union versus like the Yankees versus the Confederate feeling in a way where it's northern boys coming down to the Bible belt oh, causing a ruckus, it, and he
0: says that to them
1: Yeah, I know no, but I know, but I mean it on more of a like an even deeper level than just at face value because as I was watching this, I got a lot of feelings about I don't know if you've ever read it, but the monkey trials, which is it's very similar to it this it's about um. The, the monkey trials, which were about the um, separation of church and state, that court case wow. that was down south with the teacher who was teaching evolution and then got fired and had, was being prosecuted right, right, right. for it. That um, The lawyer who comes down to defend him is a big New York bigwig, and he's fighting the local... Um, Home Guy, prosecutor from whatever it was Georgia, Alabama, who's this big shot in the south, and it is this dynamic of the prosecution is your antagonist the entire time in that story, and it's just like kind of like this New Yorker who's just trying to do right by his client, and I got a lot of that feeling in this film. I don't know if that was like reference. I don't know if um there was any connection to that, but it was something I did notice in watching it this this most recent time.
2: Uh, I do agree with you that the uh- the state of Alabama or, like, the the society or whatever. The system is the antagonist of the film because everybody else is just, like, pawns in the system. You know, the judge being the judge, the prosecutors being the prosecutor. But, like, like you were saying, they flip once they find out the truth. Because, like, the prosecutor, um, Trotter, whatever his name is, he, like, says that just the state would like to dismiss all tra- right away after they hear that because if they were going along with what the system's supposed to be, whatever, like, no, I'm going to ride this out till the end. They, they stop it right away. And I think that's that's a nod to, like humanity, I don't know, in the movie where it's like, we can acknowledge when we fucked up, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, but I also think it's an interesting look at the prosecute, like the prosecutor way of being where it's about a conviction. Yeah. You know, which Huge. is something that we've seen in multiple different things, you it's know?
0: All, it's also sort of this deal where Vinny's got to they're guilty until proven innocent because you have not, another thing that made me, I don't know if it's not necessarily... The procedure, but that made me shocked to find out like how accurate it was, is because if this prosecution is just feeding these people fucking softballs, Mm -hmm. he's literally extort not extorting them, but what's the word I'm looking for? Setting them up. He's guiding his questions to get the answers he wants. That's
1: That's that's how you do it. That's exactly. He had them on transcripts. I shot the clerk. This is when. No, No, no,
0: I mean the, I mean the witnesses
1: yes that's he's right. like
0: oh it was a you're never supposed to tell say the name and model of the car to the person you're supposed to have the person say it to you because then you're leading the witness
1: in a police investigation uh, yes you cannot do that in a court proceeding it's much different in a court proceeding the, the prosecutor writes the questions and the answers, and then is handed that to the witness, and the witness has to memorize that. So if I'm a witness on a stand and you're the prosecutor, you're going to hand me this, and you're going to say, okay, these are the answers. These are the questions I'm going to ask you. These are the answers. We're going to practice that, and you're going to sit in front of the prosecutor, and he's going to ask you the questions, and you're going to answer them. Then he's going to turn around and say, okay, now I'm going to be the defense and cross-examine you, and he's going to throw you curveballs and see how you answer them, and he's going to try and fix everything he can to prepare you to get into that court so you don't fuck up his case because he wants that win it is the the court system is a lot the court system is a play the court system literally is a broadway play it is one of those situations everything is as nailed down as it possibly can be so that they don't have any mistakes they don't have they don't have an oj simpson issue of him putting his hand on the glove and the glove not fitting. That was a massive thing that was never supposed to happen. And the prosecutor, uh, I forgot what his name was um, at the time, but he, the the girl, Marsha Clark, literally said, do not tell him to put that glove on. And he panicked because they felt he was losing the case. He got up and said, try on the glove. And then OJ was like, it doesn't fit it doesn't fit who
2: would have thought that, that would be it, the if it be doesn't all.
1: fit you must acquit and that's where yeah. that came from and that blew up Marsha clark's case that that alone ended everything if she had a win it was gone when that happened so that and she said do not do this do not do this and it ended up happening so that's it, it's a lot more held together than you think and the same with the defense when the defendant's getting up it was the same situation He's going to try and prepare that prosecution for as much as possible. He's also going to make sure that he's very careful on what he says and how he asks his questions, because if he says the wrong thing or the defendant turns around and says, you know, like, Oh, well, I, I remember her coming home. Like It's a murder case. And we found her dead at home and you were never home. Your alibi says you were never home. And all of a sudden you're on the stand. He's like, Oh, well, I, I remember seeing her at this time, but you weren't supposed to be at home at that time. Now the prosecution is going to get up and say, I thought you weren't home at that time, but he wasn't allowed to ask that because the you know, it wasn't in the, the transcripts, now that door is open. So it's there's a whole balance you have to be in it, so careful, because once a defendant opens up the door for the prosecution to start asking questions that were not allowed, admissible in court, the defendant just lost their, their case. And the same thing can happen with a prosecution where once prosecution just acts the wrong thing or or it's responded in the wrong way or the tone is wrong, if they ask a question and all of a sudden it's a hostile tone, now the jury thinks that this is a hostile witness, that changes the jury's feeling. There's it It is, it's a dance, honestly. It's really amazing when you study law what goes into it because it is not, it, it's very, very structured. Very structured. There are no curveballs and that's why when there are curveballs it's so shocking you know like when jody Arias, when it was like what i forget how many times she was on the stand it was like seven days she was on the stand for that was unheard of for a defendant to be on the stand that long because the jury was allowed to ask questions so she said all these things and now the jury's getting up and saying you said this but what did you mean by that so she stood on that's the only arizona thing is the only state you're allowed to do that so by doing that, it changes the outcome of the case. Right. So, you know, it's it's kind of crazy when you start looking at law and especially different states' laws, because every state has their own procedural things, you know.
0: The cops never told them what they're arresting them for. Yes, yes. Not until after they've already got them. They think that they're going. He goes in there, he goes, Oh, so you you did it? And he's like, Yeah, I did it. And he Ralph Macchio is Cooperating with them the entire time because he thinks he's in there for petty larceny on a can of tuna. It's not until after he says, with a question mark on the end of it, "I shot the clerk," and then they go, "Bang! We got our confession." He didn't even know that the clerk got shot up until that point.
1: No, I, that's from, from the minute go. You know, so that's his my. Own pro- mess up. It's
0: it's an unlawful arrest from the very beginning.
1: Oh well, that's different than the prosecution, though.
0: Fair, but the. Which, either way, we're going to get to it. From the very beginning, it's an unlawful arrest. A hundred percent. And I mean, it adds for the, for the
2: comedy effect because of that whole misunderstanding is, is hysterical. Um, and they play that joke throughout the film a couple of times. But like, like you were saying, it is an unlawful um, arrest right from right from the very beginning. But it is kind of funny because, like, in their minds, oh, we did do something wrong. But obviously not the thing that inevitably they're getting them for, but uh, I thought that scene yeah, with, the, so with yeah, was
0: absolutely hilarious. my <laughs> whole point on it is that the whole reason we're at trial to begin with is that the cops mishandled the entire arrest because had they realized what they were getting arrested for in the beginning, they wouldn't have never gotten themselves in the mud hole that they were in by the time they got to the arraignment,
1: yeah, but you can't
0: because you're they're working with. Co- they're going to try a, a confe- to work with a confession, and the people admitted, the two of them admitted to doing it, and they're too young. What are they, 19? Or are they college yeah, graduates? Young. Yeah.
1: No, no, they're like, I think they were transferring college. Transferring from
0: NYU yeah. to UC? Yes. I wasn't sure if yes. they were yeah. doing grad school or what. No, I but think they're was like 19, 20 in this yeah, movie. Yeah, they're kids. And had the cops, like you lawfully are required to, no matter where you are, or in 92 for sure, you still have to t- say, We're arresting you for murder, or we're bringing you in for questioning for murder. You have to explain to someone why they're there. You don't just end up in the precinct in cuffs, talking to a DA or a sheriff or anybody without not knowing why you're there or have been told.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yes, I that it's clear that it's this is gonna be a problem from the beginning, that this is something that they're looking just to get someone, not necessarily get the right person. But you also have to think is that um, these are tactics that were definitely used, and probably I wouldn't say still used, but were in '92 probably still being used. And this is stuff we saw recently with issues like right. this. My, you know, so it's not like my whole
0: point is that to to try to paint this movie as a movie that doesn't have a villain is just not accurate. That's the whole thing I'm getting at here.
1: I, I agree with you. I think it's I
0: think there's very much a villain, and it's the entire fucking system of this fake county in Alabama.
1: Yeah, but you could also... I could also see like... Which critics. is
0: another reason why I think we take this full circle back to the design for a New York market. Because if you're from Alabama or anywhere else in that region, you're painted as a scumbag, essentially.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or dumb. Because of like Miss... um Riley. Miss Riley, who is... Literally, you see her face change right away. Oh, I guess my glasses aren't as good as I thought they were. I guess... I guess I couldn't have seen them. And then like the other guy with the grits thing. I love that Mm -hmm. Every single one of them gets made to look like a fool by both Vinny and Trotta. Yeah. So if you're from that area of the country, you might not love this movie because it makes your people seem to be bad. Daft. They're easily
1: manipulated. Daft.
2: They're portrayed as the stereotypes that they ended up getting right for the New York stereotypes that are that they see in this movie. So it's kind of like a flipped perspective, like depending on what region you are and you're watching the film, like you see the New York stereotypes. But we're watching it and we're seeing what's meant to be the the southern stereotypes, which I don't know. You can look at it both ways, but um, I don't I think the trial would have went on regardless of because like they say, oh, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. They were like, I don't fucking care. You're still going to trial because we still got your car. We still like. Like the whole intercedence of proving guilty thing, but. Well,
0: I'm saying, had Ralph Macchio known when he was being pulled over and detained that they were being investigated for murder, he wouldn't have waived his right to shut the fuck up. Oh, that, yeah, I agree. Because he he goes, yeah, "Yeah, I'm willing to waive my right. I did it. It was a mistake. My fault, because he thinks it's a 33 cent. Here's a dollar. Like, that's what he thinks. But if he would have known from the start he was being investigated for murder, he would have shut the fuck up until a lawyer got there. He wouldn't have waived his right right to speak.
1: Yeah, no, no,
0: 100%. Which is how we avoid getting to how we got to the arraignment.
1: Yeah, but the thing is that they they were going to the arraignment whether or not he waived his rights. Like, and that's the point Vinny makes is, is that this is going to try because he says, Why don't you ask any questions? You can, it's an arraignment. He's like, This is going to try no matter what. You shot a good old boy. Yeah, you, you're two New Yorkers yes, that but shot but a good this old boy. Is
0: all, that all transpires after they pseudo admit to it,
1: right? But I'm saying that it doesn't matter whether or not they admitted to it, they were getting thrown in jail in that town. That's what I'm saying. I think
2: the outcome would have been the it same was, regardless. It,
1: it's you yeah, it would have been the same regardless. We just I will all agree that the antagonist was a prosecution. It makes it even more clear that the antagonist is the prosecution, if you do it that way.
2: Cause the judge even says, he's like uh, the, your clients seem to find themselves in this unusual position uh, that say they didn't do it. So like, imagine how many times they must hear that to like, you know, for people who are maybe guilty and they're saying, Oh, we didn't do it. So it's like, they're playing that card in their minds. The boys are just playing that, that card that they didn't do it. They didn't do it. So I feel like no matter what, They would have gone to the arraignment. Vinny would have inevitably fucked up the arraignment anyway because it was on him, not the kids. And then it would have gone to trial regardless. But having that... Like, you know, everything leading up to it, like you were saying, it does... It could change it a little bit, but I feel like the end result, they would have gone to trial regardless of, like, what was going to happen. Like, if they knew beforehand or if they didn't, they just would have played their cards differently
0: leading up to the trial. It's also funny. Now, this is just my opinion. Um... They're just not even a nitpick. I don't know if it's a nitpick, but the irony, and it's obviously designed for, for the movie, but like in a real court case, do you really think somebody would use a piece of evidence to nail the defense, such as the tire tracks, when it's so quite clear that that's the only piece of evidence that's going to save them? Or are you just assuming that they're neglecting? Because they, is Trotta just so focused on getting the people the the two boys in the chair that they're not checking to see if the Skylark could have left those tire marks or are they just so confident that it doesn't even gonna matter that they're just like we're never gonna get to that I boy.
1: think they're so confident. I think that's he they thinks are he's gonna so... he thinks
0: he's gonna slam Pesci, which he does, and if it's not for Marissa Tomei, they don't get out of that situation. These yeah. boys wind yeah. up dead. So Fair enough, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think he sees Pesci walk in the door and goes, Oh, here we go. This is gonna be easy. I got two beating the Yankee. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. It's this is the hometown win. Like this is gonna be an easy win. These New Yorkers come down to our town, shoot one of our kids, and then they bring this swanky leather clad New York lawyer who's not who clearly doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I'm gonna win this. Like it's not even and then you could see the panic when Marissa Tomei says all that stuff and he's conferring with the DA or whoever it is behind him. I'm assuming it's probably his boss. And they're like, it's almost panicked. And the DA is like, like whoever the guy is, he's like, almost like, go, like, do what I'm telling you to do. And the prosecution's like, how, how am I not, how, what? Do you see what I'm facing? And then they us? wind like, up using lose. their own,
0: they wind up using the own expert witness against them, bring them back up. Is yep. everything that Ms., uh Ms. Vito said true? Yes. Like.
1: Yeah, which actually, I don't, if since he was a prosecution witness, I don't know if Vinny could recall him. Um, I, at that point, I think he to. could. I don't know. I think Tipton would have to recall him. He's a prosecution. He's yeah. He's a prosecution witness. I don't think Vinny has the right to do that. He may. Well, he may um, underser- under certain circumstances. Doesn't but-
0: he try to? Don't they try to object it and the judge overrules yes. it?
1: And the first time, yeah, no, 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 when no. he comes in,
0: the Vinny bringing bringing the expert back up at the end. I don't I think no. they object no. the second time. No, he, they object he goes to, to Mona
1: Yeah, he goes back up. Right,
0: more. and then they ask the question, and the, yeah, that yeah. whole deal. Yeah. Right. But Vinny objects the expert the first time. The first time, time. yeah. But yeah, but yeah, yeah with, have, that's no no, not what I'm right. talking about. No, I'm, there's I'm no, no. saying um, the other, the, the prosecution.
1: I don't remember there being an object. No, I don't think so. I think they just call him up, which, I mean, they it makes sense for the movie, but in terms of it, I could be wrong, but I don't think you're allowed to.
0: Well, I mean- they have the expert in there, and in this situation where they're not necessarily positive of Marissa Tomei's expertise, seems like the, the easiest way to see. confirm what she's saying.
1: Yeah, I mean, I because
0: other Because other than using the expert you already have at trial to confirm what she said, you have to take her word for
1: it. Well, the judge could recall. The Witness,
0: does the judge that's what I'm? Does the no, judge recall? Vinny him? does, Vinny, Vinny, calls him.
1: Vinny calls him. He says, I'd like to recall the witness, and the judge allows it. Yeah, semantics. I know oh, we're talking court cases here, but um, I you know, take a quick break and then we'll come back with yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, our yeah. words. Okay, cool.
0: Drop the OI and focus on you this October with Stay Thirsty Co's Droptober. That's right, every week in the month of October, brand new drops. On top of this, the promo code HAVOC, HAVOC. It's gonna get you fifteen percent off of your total order. That's StayThirstyCo. Droptober, new drops every week the month of October. It's gonna be sick. You want to get it first? Promo codes havoc. All right, we're back and we're going to do the highly esteemed Rewind Awards. Number one, best acting.
1: Before we start this, I would like to say, I think I know what
0: you're gonna say. I know
1: you do because everybody said I know he does too. Because I said so at lunch. I think we need to add an award called the Marissa Tomei Award for Best Dressed Character. Because, I'm sorry, every time she's on screen, she is the best dressed character, specifically with that white and black jacket. That gave me life. That gave me complete life.
0: I'll allow it. I'll allow it.
1: <laughs> I, like, purposely made sure we did My, my Cousin Vinny before swinging Todd, too, just so I could have this award moving forward.
0: <laughs> I know Every film is like, love. did you match up to Tomei? If, if it's not Tomei, the, then the it's issue, not it. The issue is that it's got to go to Tomei so yeah. it's Tomei and we move on now
1: well yeah there's that's no, what
0: there's no it's like the Cecil B. the null award
1: <laughs> I mean we can discuss um, Joe Pesci no if, that, the,
0: if the award is named after a character from a specific movie well then, that's I then know they can't be beat out in well, their own movie that's why
1: I was getting ahead of it now before we start the awards that this is just
0: it's like what work. we discussed uh, with Jurassic Park with if there's a quote from a movie in the opening or closing crawl it automatically has to be a finalist for best quote
1: I I agree I agree. Which That's fair. Yeah.
0: So, best acting. I'm going Marissa Tomei. I think it's really a two-person race here between her and Joe Pesci. Uh, Tomei is everything when it comes to this movie. She is this movie. With anyone else in that role, it doesn't work. Where I was argued DeVito would probably do Vinny Good as well as Belushi.
2: It might I, I don't not think, be I don't think it
0: might not are. be necessarily the same, but I think the movie works. I don't think this movie works with anybody else who could have been up for the role at the time than Marissa Tomei. I agree. And the Academy agrees with me.
1: Yeah, I agree. Vinny that, agrees with me. I I agree. Emily with you. agrees. Um There we go. I would say that um, Jim Belushi would not have done well in Vinny's role. I think John Belushi might have handled it better than Jim I'm Belushi surprised had, they would give it to John or a Jim. Like, like John was dead.
2: Yeah, John was dead already.
1: John was dead by this point.
2: Oh, he was dead by this point?
1: I think 90... I was oh, a set. maybe not no, 92. No, He no, might have been, right, been alive still, but he was a
2: fucking mess. He was, yeah, like he was too... I think I he was. Think was he him, died in yeah. 93. Too much of a mess, like,
0: to fit for this kind 94. of role. So It was one with I have no... Uh, I
1: don't... I got it. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Um... But no, I I could not see Jim Belushi. I I could see Danny DeVito, but I I don't think I would have liked it with Danny DeVito as much as I do. There's with a
2: level Pesci. of charisma and New York stamina,
0: I guess, that Joe Pesci had. I don't know who I was thinking of. We were all wrong. He's long dead. He was dead in '82. That's what I, don't I thought. Know who I was thinking of? Who I was? Mistaken. Farley. Chris
2: Farley. Farley was ninety four. Farley was
1: ninety four. Yeah. 90. Well, no, because
0: didn't Black Sheep come out? In oh, 90?
1: no, he was... Well, 90- Tommy
2: Boy was in the mid-early 90s. Well, was he
1: 96?
0: We'll he definitely up. was after 95. When was Cobain? 94. Cobain was, was al- 94. That was almost a year to the date yes. of, my, of okay. my birth. Cobain
1: was 94. 97.
0: 97.
1: And yeah. the River Phoenix was had to be around there, too, because I confused them.
0: Farley was 97. Cobain was 94. I was going to say, I thought Farley was 97 because I thought Black Sheep came out like 95, 96. And he was like, they said he was almost like dead at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They said he was a mess.
1: Yeah. And I think, I'm pretty sure River Phoenix was in those couple of years too, where he, because when was Stand By Me? Stand By Me was what, 91,
2: 92?
1: Yeah. 93, I, I think. Okay. So yeah, he had to be around 97 too. 95? No, I don't think it was that really... But I I remember him. Cobain and Farley were all around like
0: ninety three. River Phoenix. Type. Okay,
1: yeah. So they were. Yeah, I knew they were all around the same within like the same ten year gap. Um. Yeah, I I go to Mercer me Stand Tome. by is
0: eighty six. Oh, 86? 86? Yeah, I was when you guys Holy were saying ninety one. I'm like River Phoenix is a little fucking kid in that movie. So eighty six. She eighty six. I
1: mean, yeah. yeah that makes Seven sense.
0: years and he looks like a wow.
1: Well, puberty. Yeah. Puberty does that. Was
2: he, his, he couldn't have been in his twenties when he died. He was a teen. wasn't he? A late eighteen.
1: No, he was. Uh, if he was in his twenties, no, I think he was like nineteen.
2: I don't know where the fuck I thought ninety three. What the well, hell? He died it?
1: in ninety
2: three. Yeah. So the that's Phoenix ninety three. Like. I don't know, but yeah. I do agree that Tomei had the best performance in this entire film.
0: He born in nineteen seventy, died in ninety three, so he was twenty three years old. Twenty three. Holy okay, shit. Early 20s, Yeah. He was twenty three Yeah. yeah
1: maybe
0: cuz uh you expect Joe Pesci to be Joe Pesci
2: and every film he kind of has that level of charisma so he just killed it at his character and but i i don't know if i can see anybody else doing it that way but um but marissa Tomei i feel like she made the film what it is and she literally bails him out like figuratively and literally multiple times and i don't think he would have and he definitely would have won the case without her but have gotten to that point of making that discovery or whatever if she hadn't helped him along the way. And I think he's, he he, wants, he likes having her validation. He
0: probably would have never read any of the stuff in the, the, the Congress that helped him towards the end of the case if it wasn't for her going, he has to give it to you, you fucking dummy. Yeah, yeah. It's called disclosure. If it weren't, wasn't for that, that scene right there changes everything for Vinny yeah do me a favor don't
2: read this book don't read this book
1: (laughs) there's so many great lines that I mean great moments that she has with him too like when they get back to town and he's like he's like I need to get a fucking suit I need to fucking shower he's like doing all these things go shower I'll get your fucking suit yeah she's like you go fucking shower I'll go get your fucking suit like (laughs) that to me and like I I laughed because I did think about for, like, something, like, if me and you were in that situation, that's so something that we would be doing. Like, I'm like, you go shower, I'll get your fucking suit. Like, don't worry about, like, I'll handle this, you handle that, like, what? which we've done before. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, what's in the pink bag?
0: I'll let you shoot. Well, why the fuck is my suit in the trunk?
1: <laughs> well, I thought it'd be nice to have it all clean for you, for your fucking Surprise. Choice. Well, it's a surprise, motherfucker.
0: So it's, like, um, very similarly to Jurassic Park with, Glo- with Goldblum. I had given best acting to Goldblum. Mm-hmm. You and Chris had your own thing. Um, but with Goldblum, I gave him the best acting. And then when we get to best quote, almost every every line comes out of his mouth. Same thing here, I feel like, with Marissa Tomei. Before we get into the best quote, do you disagree? Do you have somebody else you would give it to? Oh, I like give it to
2: Tomei in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah, no, Tomei.
0: Best quote, almost every single one comes out of her mouth. And then, bam, a fucking bullet rips a piece <laughs> of your head off. <laughs> the The whole bit when she's sitting the entire deal. I know it's not a quote, but the whole deal. I, that We could probably save it for best scene from the minute she sits down in the chair. Oh, yeah. Probably save that for best scene. But there are lines in there.
1: I have. That sucked. I have a couple of them written down, actually. Um, but one of, the, one of my favorite lines from her was, uh, oh, what are you, a fucking world traveler? that's great like he's like oh, I'm, I'm more I fit in more than you I got cowboy boots and she's like oh wait you a fucking world traveler he gave
0: you the files because you had he had to what is he? oh it's not because you're some bonder yeah. <laughs> that, that whole bit
1: that's great too and then too which is she's, she's like how's Chinese food <laughs> like, yeah. that's a great- people don't
0: think you're a tourist <laughs> or they look down at the menu it's just like <laughs> I'll have breakfast. (laughs) And then they show you the menu. It's breakfast, lunch, dinner. He he just throws the menu down and goes, two of them.
1: Yeah. um, So some of the the notes I wrote down, like the quotes I was, um, because when she's sitting there and she's talking about the Chevy, she's like, Cause Chevy didn't make a 327 55. 327 didn't come out till '62, and it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four-barrel car- with a four-barrel carb till '64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition time would be four degrees before top dead center, and that to me just that's who she is. <laughs> there she is, right there for you. You know, oh my father was a mechanic. Oh my brother's mechanics, My father's father's a mechanic. My mother's father's mechanic. I was a mechanic. My fiance's a mechanic. Like that is the, the typical Staten Island, Long Island. New Jersey Brooklyn. person, Brooklyn person, and then too, like, oh, what do you do, Miss Mona Lisa? I'm an out of work hairdresser. Like, I, I'm an out of work hairdresser, also, Mona Lisa. <laughs> you know, like, I feel that. Okay, like, that is we clearly all know someone like Mona Lisa. Um,
0: That's a bullshit question. Can you answer it? No, I can't answer it. It's a bullshit question. Well, why is it a bullshit? It's question? a trick
1: question. Like,
0: why is it a trick?
1: And then she goes through the, because Chevy didn't make, which is great. Um, the other great line from her was, the imagine you're a deer. You're prancing along. You get thirsty. You spot a little brook. You put your little deer lips down to the cool, clear water. And bam, a fucking bullet rips a part of your head. Your brains are lying on the ground in little bloody pieces. Now I ask you, would you give a fuck what kind of pants the son of bitch you shy you was wearing? That is the classic. And the other classic, which I think is... Um, a couple from Vinny because Vinny has um, with the grit scene when he's asking about the grits and he was like, well, perhaps the laws of physics cease to exist on your stove. Were these magic grits? I mean, did you buy them from the same guy who sold Jack his beanstalk beans? Which like to me is like that's the classic Goodfellas like that. That's that's this Joe Pesci. That's also like
0: playing up the height, the hyperbole, I guess, to the jury to make it Extra fucking ridiculous, you know. To me, oh, I, took, yeah, I took it that way. Like it's like these. Are, he he's finally realized who he's working with here and what's gonna work for him and what's not gonna work for him. Yeah. So he's because they made him look fucking stupid in the beginning. So now I'm gonna use very simple childish like fucking uh, metaphors, I guess, to make this easy for well, you I, dumb fucking idiots to understand. I think
1: it's even more than that, though. I think it's that he's like because it starts with, uh, "Oh, well, how do you know it was five minutes?" Oh, that's right. You were cooking breakfast. Well, what are you cooking? He was like, well, "I was cooking grits." And he was like, "Oh, okay." And he asks, "Right, do you like regular Creamy or al dente?" And the guy's looking at him. He's like, "Regular, I guess." Because like, yeah. You, you don't but he walks it.
2: him into that trap because he asks him, "Like, oh, is inst- are they instant grits?" Which is yeah. the
1: and he says, "No nope. self respecting southern so he, man." He walked
2: him right into that trap, which
1: is so great. And I like, I love that we see Vinny sit down at breakfast and he's like asking all these questions about grits because he's honestly just curious about them he's just that type of person where he's like what is this how is it made what is this and then it it, him being able to use that knowledge and that information he gained in just a moment of being like i'm fucking exhausted i haven't slept because of slaughtered pigs or train whistles or whatever it be so that i thought was a great line and then i think one of the classic like probably most recognized lines is the lisa I don't need this, I swear to God, I don't need this right now, okay? I've got a judge that's just aching to throw me in jail, an idiot who wants to fight me for $200, slaughtered pigs, (laughs) giant loud whistles, I ain't slept in five days, I got no money, a dress code problem, and a little murder case, which in the balance holds the lives of two innocent kids, not to mention your... (laughs) Biological clock, my career, your life, our marriage. And let me see what else we can pile on. Is there any more shit we could pile on to the ta- to the top of the outcome of this case? Is it possible? And then he's sitting there, he's like this. Yeah, is it possible? Which I swear to god, I've seen my father make that face. Her <laughs> reaction to that was
0: fucking hysterical, too. She's like, or maybe the, it was a bad time. The, the line that leads up to that with the my biological clock is ticking, that whole deal.
1: Oh, yeah, her lead up is great, too, where she's like, my niece, the daughter of my sister is yeah. getting married before I am. My biological clock is ticking. And he's like, oh, Lisa, oh, Lisa, I don't need this right. And, and that's like- his
2: moment of release because he's been holding it in for so long. Well, that and when he tackles the guy for the two hundred dollars,
1: Oh, that's so crazy. you're going to kick the shit out of me now.
2: <laughs> um, the, there are so many like my favorite is, um, excuse me. Are you aware of the ongoing cholesterol problem in the country? Uh, that <laughs> had me dying. And- Scoops out the fucking chunk uh, of
0: a lard. A <laughs> Lord. I forgot what I was going to say. What's the, the brand name of the shit? Doesn't matter. Not in the movie. Just. The- oh, you're
1: talking about like, I can't believe it's not butter or something? No,
0: like? no. Well, yeah, but that, there's a name for the shit. I think it just said Margarine? lard on it. No, in the movie it just said lard. Yeah. But there's, no. Okay. I
1: can't help um, the, the other great scene too is when uh, Lisa Mona Lisa gets stiffed and he goes into oh, the bar and he's like the so these say, are my yeah. uh, he's like oh so that's a counter offer. that's what our hustle yes. is called a <laughs> like,
2: do I have to kill you? what if I just kick the ever-loving shit out of you?
1: <laughs> he's like so my options are I get my ass kicked or I kick your ass and I you collect know, $200 you know what?
0: I haven't had a good ass kicking in a while <laughs> eh, I'll just take the 200 <laughs> Oh my God. And then
1: every time you see that guy, it's a great moment too, because he's like, Oh, I got you $200, and it's rolled up in a bowl. And he's like, is that really $200 or is that just a 20 wrapped over once? Spin it out spots. for me and then he just seems sticking it in his pocket. Like there's so many great moments like that. The Alice reaching him running out with the leather jacket and his shoes and no pants shooting the gun <laughs> and then he's like like walks in like you know I got just, that
2: motherfucker. <laughs> yeah,
1: like I'm like you know like he's he's back in Goodfellas, like just the swanky, you know, uh street talking uh, guy that Crisco Crisco, Chris oh Crisco. Crisco, Crisco, but yeah, I, it's it really it's pretty funny. So I I'm going say-
0: with, bam, a fucking bullet rips half your head off. That's mine. That's mine. That's the one I'm locking in as my
1: favorite. I said that one or the biological clock. I said either or. I think the the whole that whole him getting upset because even reading like when i was getting the research and i was like writing down that line even rereading that line without having seen the movie and got like eight ten years i was still laughing like still hearing him saying it when i got to the slaughter of pigs i actually couldn't i had to take off my glasses i was laughing so fucking hard at the line because i just remembered her face his face and then just a well maybe it was a bad time <laughs> you <Yeah>. know just <laughs> so great um so i would say either or I,
2: what? Mine's got to be the cholesterol problem. Over that, oh. I, I that I made me
0: personally. That is laugh a hard. nice little subtle jolt, like jolt. It's good. It's a nice little like subtle yeah. thing.
1: I mean, you know what the other line is? The two use that one. Two one's, that's two Are You sure about
0: that five minutes?
1: <laughs> yeah, sure about that five
2: minutes. That, like what I use. uh Part, like, what I like to quote is Are you sure about that five minutes, or are you aware of the ongoing cholesterol problem in the country?
1: You know what? The other one we didn't say, which is a classic Vinny, Vinny bag of donuts.
2: Oh my God. That's just, I hear that. Stuff. I know. Well, Vinny uh, worked
1: in a bagel shop. Yeah. I,
2: that, I heard Vinny that. Vinny was Vinny bag of donuts. Week. It was Vinny bag of donuts, Vinny pots and pans, Vinny this.
1: Oh my Vinny God. pots and
2: pans. It was Vinny fucking Potts ridiculous. and
1: so I'm gonna start calling yeah. you that.
2: There wasn't. He was a, such a nice guy. He would come and be like, "Hey, Vinnie Bagels, Vinnie Bagel Donuts," and I'm like, <laughs> "Hi." <laughs> but they also called me Spider, which you know, it's about oh, the Joe yeah, Pesci movie. That's... Spider was the guy that Joe Pesci killed in Goodfellas. So they called me that. He doesn't
1: kill him. He shoots him in the foot. No, he kills
2: him. Does he kill him? Yeah. He's like, I know he shoots him
1: in the foot and then he kills him. It's been a minute, babe. It's been a minute since I've seen it. All right. The um, last time I watched it, I got about fifteen minutes in because I just had to make sure it was still my favorite movie because of the opening. That's all.
0: It took you fifteen minutes to realize. That? Yeah, wait. Because no, what no. movie came out that you had that made you have to watch Goodfellas again? To the Irishman. Sure was still your favorite. The Irishman. Which good for you if you like that movie. I'm good sorry, for you, you finished that movie.
1: I did. I've seen it multiple times. I, I really. I haven't I seen it, it in its entirety.
0: Way. Not just start to finish. When you put all the bits and pieces together, I still have it. Did you watch it? <laughs> yeah. You
2: didn't watch the whole thing in like four separate parts or whatever. Did no. you
0: just? Oh, I I've never seven. actually. I've um, I've only ever seen bits and pieces when she's had it on, mm-hmm.
1: which is quite often. Um, it, it is quite. A I I've realized there's something about myself too when it comes to films. I like films that really show the nitty gritty of human character and hero characterization. I think that's why I probably like Scorsese a lot and why I like Nolan a lot because. Character, you're showing the nitty gritty of person, you're showing the deep down darkness of people, and I think that's something that I tend to like. And those films tend to be a little dry. But I want yeah, uh, the Irishman's freaking dry, it is a dry film, it's, it's
0: dry, but the, you like it for the character. The Irishman is also it has the cast that it has for the sake of having it. When it, like, like the fucking yeah. the De Niro nonsense, well, it's a nostalgia, the agent fucking De Niro, yeah, but yeah, Nolan. At least till this point, hasn't really done that. He's that's why I bring spectacle. it
2: up. Which we'll, we'll get to. that. Yeah, but that, that's <laughs> a
1: that's a whole a different point, conversation yeah. now between. I, I would not I wouldn't even compare Scorsese and Nolan in terms of directing or their choices. The only thing I would compare them on is the fact is their characterization, like not even who they cast, just the characterization. What's well, a lot that's of it.
0: the problem with The Irishman for me, is the nonsense with the, the miscasting. Like using De Niro. No, and I, having, it looks fucking ridiculous.
1: I, I know. I understand that. but It uh, looks I'm,
0: ridiculous. I know.
1: But the thing is, is that like I'm, I've looked past that. And I've just, I'm looking at the film. I'm looking at the screenplay. That's what it comes down to. I'm looking at the screenplay and I'm looking at the cinematography. I'm not looking at the actors. I'm not looking at their aging. I'm not looking at how they're acting because they're phenomenal actors. They nail the roles regardless if they look right or don't. The acting that they portray is great. So I, I I've looked past all that because of probably nostalgia, and that's probably why I hold it in such a high regard. But I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with people that, that don't like the film. I get it. I get why you wouldn't. But I also Dunkirk is one of my favorite films, and I can't tell how many people will disagree with me on that one too. So,
0: but Dunkirk is different. I think because I'm not gonna spend too much time on it. But The Irishman I think has problems mostly because it's dry, yeah, and slow moving. Yes, and long. Yes. People who don't like Dunkirk struggle with the jumping timelines. And for me, that's just your brain isn't at a high enough level. So it's not for you and move on. Because if the jumping timelines is such a thing for you that you can't follow along the movie, maybe the first time it's a little rough. The second time, halfway through the second viewing of Dunkirk, I got it. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, yeah. If it's that much of a thing to hold it back from you watching the movie or liking the movie or if it's that big, I just don't think your brain functions well enough and we just yeah, you pretty
1: much just say you're it, not smart enough to watch the film yes the same way well, I, I mean, feel
0: like if you makes that the pretty clear office, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the I mean, same way I feel like if you enjoy The Office you just have a lower IQ than I do <laughs> I like The <laughs> Office <laughs> you I mean, like The well, Office or is it the greatest show ever made I don't think it's, I think okay. Rick and Morty is the greatest show ever made. So you're not an idiot. Because no, Rick no. and Morty, you require a little bit of.
1: Yes, but we we we've had our argument about Rick and Morty, and, and honestly, I don't even want to go into yes. it. I don't even want to go into it because it made me I mad. say it's
0: one of the smartest shows of all time. I think it is very smart. Thank right? you. I think The Office Thank is you. very fucking stupid.
1: Okay, but let me go. He's saying it's one of the smartest shows of all time, animated, non animated. I, I mean, completely disagree. I do not I think it's hold one of the it.
0: smartest shows They bro. Yeah.
1: Yes. In its animation, I would say like in Not an, even in the animation,
0: like in the whole genre of what it is, like because you can't put it up against something like, I don't know. What would you put what would you say is way smaller than it? Give me an example.
1: In terms of, of I was animated say or non-animated. Anything. just from
0: a writing standpoint. From a from a story from a
1: writing t- standpoint. standpoint, I would say when we were talking, when we were discussing, I know I put "Rescue Me" on that list of how smartly that was written. I put "Oz" on that list of how smartly that was written. Um, I'm trying to think. I had a couple that were. Vikings is one of the best written shows I've ever seen, due to its accuracy and its history. I mean, and the fact that Michael Hurst single handedly wrote every episode by himself.
0: Now, for now, let's go genre.
1: Okay so
0: smarter than family guy absolutely smarter than american dad smarter than south park smarter than the simpsons but no never going to touch it in terms of how it's been well received and and it's gross and you know it's gross but i think it's smarter than the simpsons i would agree do you think it's smarter than south park Um, i think it's different i I don't yes i think it's smarter humor
1: i think it's smarter humor. i think south
0: park and and the guys at south park are incredible they're super smart the way that they get shit out, like something will happen on Saturday and they'll have it out on that Wednesday. That is impressive. Yeah. The way they, I think South Park is kind of like the animated version of like the Today Show, or the uh, the Tonight Show rather, <laughs> not the Today Show.
1: <laughs> I was <about> like, wow, <laughs> that's, that's interesting. No, one no, with that must, yeah. The one John Stewart.
0: The Daily Show. The Daily Show, right? You know, Trevor Noah. That it's yeah. like the animated satire. Because right. everything yes. about satire, they don't write scripts for South Park because the world writes it for them. Yeah, they yes. literally live tell satire as it's. But happening. Rick
2: and Morty is all original. I,
0: that's, yes, that's that's, 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 why, that's, this why, that's is why I, them I, them I think higher. they're different. Yeah.
2: This right. is why I think they're and different. And that's
1: the thing. Like, I, if we're talking in, in terms of animated shows, yeah, I would put Rick and Morty at the top of the list. I also think Bob's Bur- not. I don't think Bob's Burgers beats out Rick and Morty. I think Bob's Burgers is a very smart. Bob's show. Burgers
0: connects with you.
1: It does connect with me, but I do Which think it's well Which is written. the point
0: yeah. of all of these. Shows. But I do
1: think it's well. Re- I think the jokes are pretty freaking funny, and the way it's written is it's comical. And the I, fact too and that the chemistry
0: the and cast.
1: how it started. It yeah. was never supposed to be about. A, it was supposed to be about cannibals. So and Tina was supposed to be a boy, and all these different things. So there's all these different factors that, net, like know knowing that. about that, you watch the show and you're like, this is fantastic.
0: I will say this, and then we'll we'll try to move on from this. Like certain now, this is a show I don't watch, but I hear a ton of good things about Archer.
1: I never watched it
0: because Archer, I feel like, is in that same category, and people fucking love it. It was
2: one of those the first like mature, um, mainstream like animated yeah, like comedies. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, on adult. It was on FX. Yeah, yeah, it was on. Well, FX. Well, they moved it to. It, I think they moved it, 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 w- it to adult. W- yeah, it was on FX. Yeah. I believe it's adult. Yeah, screen. well, you
1: know what? I think a lot of people put into this category and try to, to argue with me on it, and I'm going to fight them to the, the cows come home. Is Big Mouth? Don't speak to me about Big Mouth. Do not speak to me. Are about you big saying math. it
2: in a positive way or I, a negative no, way?
1: I, I do not like Big Mouth, and. As, as a teacher of children, you should understand why.
2: Yeah, but I'm not showing that to kids. No, no,
1: no, no. but you should understand why I have an issue with it.
2: But I understand because
0: it I think it's, stereo- like, yeah. I think, I think it's, no. Big Mouth is not, was never for us. I think we were aged out of Big Mouth by the time it came out. I think Big Mouth is for high schoolers and middle schoolers. Right.
1: I understand that, but my problem is, is that you're putting it into a market where anyone can watch it, and it's it's uh, there's a rating it,
0: system on Netflix
1: yeah the, no no I'm not talking about younger kids watching it I, I'm not talking about young kids watching it I'm talking about pe- there's there's people that shouldn't be watching that I, I, just
2: I don't think, think it's and irrational. we know
1: someone who should not be watching that I,
2: I know for a fact I agree with you but <laughs> I think it's you can't fault the
0: show for it's there, the to, me, for there somebody, to me there is somebody there is somebody out there right now planning the, their next mass shooting so based on that knowledge that there's at least one person in the world somewhere that wants to shoot up a building somewhere does that mean that we know my feeling banged? my
1: feeling about it is is that even in a cartoon you're sexualizing children you're you're
0: but that's why it's animated. But that's, that's it can't doesn't want, matter
1: it, though but it doesn't matter that's tough though th- but that's my problem with yeah. It. Yeah. but it's like that's why i, have I that
0: understand about. that but it's in th- nick kroll's point of view on this and i'm not quoting him i'm just assuming is that this is a reality and the best forms of comedy come from everybody's reality. Like the best comedians make things like George Carlin found a way to make fucking walking up the steps and raising your leg like there's yeah. an extra step. Shit like that. that it's Everybody relatable. does that. And yeah. that's what makes it funny. Everybody has the weird shit of being 12 and like Augusta wind comes by the wrong way and now your dick's rock solid and you don't know can't, why. Can't say I,
1: I've had that
0: feeling. You too. don't, but there's I'm <laughs> sure I there's i sure there's some I'm sure there's a girl version of weird shit that happens when you're going through puberty that you just one day fucking happens to you and you have no idea. Yeah, why. one day you
1: wake up with tits. Yeah.
0: Like one day well, you start do, yeah. bleeding out of yourself. But um, I'm sure yeah, you're I'm sure too. you're made aware of that before it happens to you. Nope. No. Uh,
2: no? No. Oh, yeah. But the, no, you are there, you are, but you just we, don't know. We're on that are a what's
0: huge happening. tangent right now, and as the host of this entire network, I'm fucking bringing it back. <laughs> best scene, is both. Best scene <laughs> nominees for me are the whole deal when Vinny first meets them in jail, and Ralph Macchio is still sleeping, and Stan doesn't know that he is my cousin Vinny, and he's doing the whole listen, either I'm gonna fuck you, or someone out there is gonna fuck you, but you're getting fucked. That whole deal that's one of my favorite. Obviously, Marissa Tomei. Putting her dick on the table in the courtroom against everybody who that's like the big win for women, too. Which I don't know how we never even got to this point so far, especially in '92. She's the fucking hero.
1: A hundred percent. She wins the
0: case. She and and it's like the extra sweet because every single guy's like, oh, you know, cars were men, this and that. And it's so funny because the combination of Joe Pesci being the character that he's playing as Vinny. And being five foot fucking four. And as soon as the guy asks him the question, he slaps Ralph Macio, puts his feet up, close. Watch this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. Because he's like, he he's thrown away his masculine. When it comes to cars, she's fucking 10 times better than I am. And I'm gonna use that to my advantage. I'm not gonna try to use this toxic masculinity about it.
1: And you know what too we have to talk about in 92? That um Vinny is not doesn't have toxic masculinity at all. Like I mean, he does. He no, he has macho ness, like macho ness and like manliness in terms of like fighting and like the um, when he's dealing with the judge and like bravado. But when it comes to Marissa Tomei, in every scene, there's never a sense of like uh macho like to- um uh, uh, that mask that toxic masculinity and she's
2: never passive about it like she's always no, they,
1: they are who yeah. they are with each other this is their relationship and it's really a, a give and take yeah. because she gives and he pushes back and it's and vice versa like they both have that it's it is really nice it's kind of
0: a reverse trope in cinematography where you have the couple that gets together and then they're trying to fit um that figures themselves out and then they try to, they like, they figure their own shit out and then they get together and they try to figure their own, their, like, togetherness out. Mm-hmm. Where they already figured out who they are as their relationship, but they're trying to figure out who they are as their own individual people. You know what yeah. I'm saying?
1: Yeah, it's true, actually. And I do like, too, that the first moment we see Marissa Tomei and Joe Pesci, it is that moment of... um where he he relies on her opinion because the guy comes up and he's like oh you've got mud in the wheels and he goes mud in the wheels never heard of that and he looks at her and he goes you ever heard of that and she goes no and he goes she never heard of it and yeah, he kind of right like away. he kind of chuckles and he he's asks like,
2: for her validation a lot like what do you think these pants i got on they think they're okay yeah like yeah. He, he subtly you like asks. he wants her validation and opinion but,
0: but what, once he was, looks yeah. like an idiot in the very beginning the at the arraignment from that point forward, he's constantly looking for validation, and there's only one person whose validation matters to him, and it's Lisa.
2: Yeah. There's one scene where you can tell that Vinny takes the, the lead role, and it's when they go in the bar for the first time to meet JT. Oh, hell yeah. Like, she doesn't the say The music a word. cuts. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, that's the same way he just sits back at the end and says, watch this. That's, like, kind of yeah, hard. Like they if it. there was anyone for her to say, watch this to, she would have done the same thing in, in that moment. Yeah. You know, they walk in, the music cuts, everyone looks at them, and this little fucking, this little Yankee wearing a leather jacket comes in. Yeah. yeah. Which one of you owes, uh, owes her 200 bucks? So, which that scene also, like, that that one, between that one, where he's like, ah, haven't got my ass kicked in a while, that whole yeah. deal. The scene at the end where she sons them all, and the scene in the beginning. Those are my three favorites.
1: I would say mine is from the minute he um, p- like pushes her into the courtroom where she's got her arms crossed across the chest and she's like fighting him and she gets on the stand and uh, he turns around and he's like, can I permission to treat as a hostile witness when she's not answering the question? And she's like, you think I'm hostile now? See me tonight. And the judge turns around and he's like, "Who who is this to you? Yeah. And he's like, that's my fiance. Explains the hostileness.
2: Yeah.
1: I, from that moment until her winning the case for them, I think is the best scene. I really do. Because it's, one, it's the that final moment of like, you know, like we did it. You get that feeling of like, oh, like, wow, like they, they won the case. And it was like almost like everything went up against them and they still won. So you have that feeling. And then you have the feeling of Marissa Tomei being like, you know, fuck all you guys. Like, and it's all men around her too, which I think is such a great thing. She is the only woman besides Mrs. Riley and like any like random people like that, but she's the only real. Woman in the in other than the, the jury,
0: yeah. they're women in the jury, but that
1: but they don't they don't have yeah. a speaking line. The only right. other woman who has a speaking line in this, besides like, oh no, we don't ever hear the mom, is Mrs. Riley, I believe.
2: Mrs. Riley, one juror,
1: oh, one juror,
2: who she's like, fry him.
1: that's right. <laughs> like the, that's, oh, that's the that's one it. juror, okay, yeah, but so giving
2: that real prominent spotlight, it's it's Marissa Tomei's show, it's
1: like, Marissa Tome in uh, in the man's world. I yeah. in think the
0: most signature scene from this movie is that the whole from the minute she he forces her into the courthouse through the, the state has dropped all charges. That's the signature scene from the movie, which is why I think it's ultimately going to win here. But I got to say this. I was laughing the hardest at the... I haven't had an ass kicking in a while. If you want to know why? I think it's because of Riggio. Because like I've seen Vinny fucking talk to punks like that. Like I've seen Vinny... I watched Vinny put a cigarette out on some dude at a bar one night. In like, well, a, in a, a, But it was a similar deal like that, like where Vinny was out with the guy and he was like, hey, man, like Vinny was talking to some girl and the guy's like, hey, man, she came here with me. and He's like, so what? Like, what are you going to It was a very similar altercation. Like, you're either going to leave me alone or we could, you could try to kick my ass. I haven't gotten to a fight in a while.
1: Vinny's also the type of person that gets into road range and throws a cup of coffee at someone. Multiple so, cups of coffee. Yeah, it's, it's, he's, he's on a whole nother level like, than than anyone I think either of us have ever met. Then you have never even met this man, and he's on another level than anyone you've probably ever met.
0: So yeah, this sounds extreme. <laughs> the, the, you had me at the cigarette. Uh. I'm sorry, he didn't put the cigarette out on the guy. The guy put the cigarette out on him, and he was. Like, I didn't kill him. He was like, "That was silly. Would you do that for?" <laughs> That's the best reaction I've ever heard in my life. Oh,
1: Virgilio is something else. Hey, um, I. You know, you can also argue, too, when a really good scene, which I don't know if it's the best scene, but it's a scene I like, is actually the very ending when they're in the car. Um, and right before he gets in, um, the judge is like, oh, I, I owe you an apology and all this stuff. And then you find out that she made a phone call to Judge Malloy yeah. to, uh, you know, make him Lie say- for
0: him, yeah. essentially. Yeah,
1: which I, I, you know, and I love that, too, because he's mad about it in a way because he's like, oh, I wanted to do this all on my own. But it's also like- you know, that's my girl. Like, she's always got my back. He has, you, you see that, like, they, no matter what happens, no matter where and each other's go, they always got each other's back.
0: A fellow Italiano from Brooklyn who inspired him to be a lawyer in the first place is the other guy that helped him out.
1: Judge Malay. Yes. Yeah, that's no, what, I
0: know. I, yeah. I knew that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it wasn't just Marissa Tomei. It was also the whole, you know, that's the whole thing coming full circle. Yeah. Because yeah. he went, fought over a traffic ticket. This guy took him under his wing and... He's, once I saw another mook like me from Brooklyn could do it, well, why can't I do it then? Right. So it, it's very nice at wrapping the whole story up, bringing it full circle in one cute little line there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm still going. I'm locking it in on the Marissa Tomei in the in, on the stand. No,
1: I'm, I'm agreeing Anything
0: on Anything to add, Ben? We kind of stepped all over you. you no, know? it's fine.
2: <laughs> um, my favorite was that scene where he's talking about his friend. That was my favorite. Um, where still how, we you we, we were just saying, how he got brought up and all that stuff. Oh, and when we started. he's talking to the other Yeah, because that's the the, other I, I, that was unexpected to have such like gravity and heart to it. But my second favorite is in the scene at the beginning where he meets Stan for the first time, and he's like, "Either them or me, you're getting fucked one way or another." <laughs> yeah. So that was t- that's tied for se- that's second for me.
1: You know, what's also a great scene that we didn't talk about when he's sleeping in the jail.
2: Little yeah, well, you. that's a
0: great line too. I'll come bail you out. No, nah, don't bother. I'm going to sleep in jail tonight. Okay. Maybe, uh, yeah. I'm going to stay in jail. Maybe I'll get a good night's sleep. And then the fucking riot breaks out and shit. But he's sleeping <laughs>
1: like a baby.
0: Yeah. Which I yeah. think is...
1: Because well, it's 92 so Brooklyn.
0: Picking you know? fucking nits. Um, my problem with this whole deal... Now, I, you look past it because it's a fucking movie. But these people are from Brooklyn where motherfuckers are literally like in the 90s. Where people are getting shot at and stabbed on the street and shit. And even if you're in a nicer area trains the j trains going by there's each like shit's final it's new york it's fu- you never get a fucking quiet night of sleep ever
1: yeah but new york one thing i have learned is it's a constant stream of noise so you might get that loud train passing by and stuff like that but it's not the same as being dead quiet in the middle of the south and at yeah, four 50 in the morning, you got a freight train coming through screaming. The
0: freight train wasn't so much. It was the owl. The, the pigs. The pigs.
1: Well, but think about it. You don't have.
0: The steam horn.
1: You don't have that type of sound, though, in New York. Well, you have car horns. When I was in college, you know,
2: I, I used to live. One of my first uh, apartments I lived in was right next to the train tracks. It's, that's one of those things. like It rattled the whole apartment that I was in. Every night at 1 a.m., 3.15 a.m., and then it would go again at like six or seven and then throughout the day, but I wasn't I was in class, so it didn't matter. So like when I saw that moment, I was like, I feel that. I really you know, feel that.
1: Actually said so and I think about it. I think my Uncle Mark had one of the apartments by, I think it was L train actually, and that place rattled too.
0: My brother, yeah. we were talking about it the other night. Oh yeah. My brother's fifth year at college, his, his second senior year. Super um, senior. Correct. Um pretty much all of his friends had graduated. So he wound up getting like trying to find an apartment and there was the fucking motel like on the outskirts of plattsburgh, oh my god that this guy converted into apartment. say it was like an eight bedroom like an eight room motel he converted them into four like double room apartments so my brother's apartment was two fucking hotel rooms that they wow. like morphed into an apartment right behind the building the only freight train in plattsburgh <laughs> went through at 4 30 in the morning every morning and it's supposed to come at ten after four. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, that was great line too. He's like, "Um, so last time we got the heat, the heat check, which I don't know. No,
0: it's not the last thing, but yeah, Dion Waiters. Um, hmm. This one, so Dion Waiters is a basketball player. Mm-hmm. A heat check is a sports term, specifically in basketball. I guess is the reference we use it for. It's a guy who would only play like six, seven, eight minutes but while he was on the floor he scored like 9 points and had two assists and like no wasted time. So for the sake of the award it's somebody who is not in the film that much but adds the most to the movie. For me nominees are the frying lady, <laughs> the guy when he's walking Ralph Macchio and Stan in past jail and he goes oh, that's death row and they're like oh this and that talking around he's like yeah, you know the 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 chair's on the fritz or whatever, but there's no money in the mm-hmm. budget to fix it. Um I say with all the times that we've broken down, we already would have caught, had enough money to have bought a new one by now. Like that little deal. And I'm trying to think if like there's anyone else that really qualifies. The Mud in your tires guy? Mud in your tires guy qualifies. I just don't think.
1: I kind of like Mrs. Riley, though. Mrs. Riley's really sweet. Mrs. Riley I, I qualifies. The grid yeah. chef
0: qualifies. The the diner chef qualifies. Would you say JT qualifies, or is he too big? i JT, he was
2: the, the guy, the guy that he
0: fights money. for the two hundred. I think he qualifies. I think he qualifies. He's, actually, I, think I, think I he might choose wins him. It, to be honest with you, I
1: might choose him. I think him. it is
0: him. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I think it is him. Because
1: he's every time he is on screen, you laugh. Yeah. He's great. Okay.
0: Yeah, and the, the, it's good energy with him and Joe Pesci. Yeah, yeah. and then him. And it's a constant thing, like yeah, Joe Pesci okay.
1: jumping oh, to reach his terrible. face, and then both going. Does down. he punch him? Yes. Is that what he that is? Because it's like the littlest. <laughs> he goes it's
0: both it's hands out. Like like, yeah. yeah, to me it looked like a, a WWE crossbody. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, because he he jumps out further with his right hand. Yeah, he, it's, it's like a little. His left yeah. hand is needed to get the momentum, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like down the ground, like oh. yeah, like you locked him the fuck out. So I, I would say that. <laughs> I would say
0: and him. the Kristen Stewart Award for bad acting, um, not necessarily bad acting, but overacting. I think Trotter,
1: mm. the the
0: prosecuting attorney.
1: Okay, you could say you could. I think yeah.
0: he's I think he's overgoing for it a little bit. At at least at times. Like, I think the only time he's really not overdoing it is that one scene in the office when he's talking to Pesci, when Pesci thinks he's finessing him for the files. Yeah. And he does the whole Judge Malloy bit. Other than that scene, I feel like that guy's over, like he's just overshooting the entire movie. Because he's playing into the. It's an over-the-top trips. character. It's meant to be an over-the-top character. So maybe he's actually doing it yeah, perfectly. Yeah, it's
1: the thing I think. He's playing it right.
0: But I get the sense that it's like a little overdone. Like if they made that movie in 2021, oh, no. it's nowhere near that amount of like over... It, there's a lot of things that aren't the same about this movie if they made it today. But I feel like watching it in 2021, I, the whole time I'm just like, <laughs> this guy, you know? Like he's really, he's really fucking going for it. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly... Maybe it's
0: just me. Feel free to disagree. That's I, why we not every, You don't have to agree with everything I say.
1: I don't... Not that, it's not that I disagree, but I, I think he was playing it the way he was supposed to be playing it. Like, I remember, like, we talked about Scott Pilgrim, like, you had mentioned about Brie Larson. And it's kind of, I feel like, in the same breath, where, like, no, she was playing it exactly as she was supposed to be playing it. You know, it was supposed to be like that. It was supposed to be this... I don't
0: feel that same way about this character, though.
1: No, I... Mm, no, I think, but, I think but that's it the is. same.
2: That's the same argument that someone in the south or whatever could say about Marissa Tomei, like, oh, she's playing into those New York kind of kind of tropes or whatever. Like we're looking at it from that flip perspective, you know.
1: But it's not a trope at all. That but no, no, that we're, we're saying that I know, that's not a trope, I know, like someone
0: I, who's not from New York could say that.
1: Right? No, that's I agree with you. I I think actually you're right on that because
0: but it's not even the trope thing that I like I I don't know.
1: It's no, I get dis- what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, you're
0: physically. When he's like physically when he's walking around and doing his litigation, his steps are big like everything about it is over exaggerated like when you're practicing a sport, they tell you to over exaggerate everything because that when you do it live you're going slow you're going to naturally slow down Well and yeah then you'll stage. be doing it the right yeah. it literally looks like everything he's doing he's taking these big fu- when he's going to the stand, he takes these big looping steps and his fucking. Everything with his hand movement seems very exaggerated. Maybe it's just me.
1: But you know what, though, you could argue too is that a lot of lawyers um, they put on a vibrato for in front of the court, so that could be his shtick, where he's playing the good old Southern prosecutor. What? You know, I, part
0: of it I felt in my head last night watching it too was also the one point where I would thought about it to myself is like right as there as he's bringing the automobile expert up. Mm-hmm. So part of it I thought about this last night is that he literally thinks he's minutes away like we're taking the knee and running out the clock and this thing's over. So he's like a little over giddy I think at that point. Mm-hmm. So I had also thought about that but still it it giving this one isn't always about someone who did bad. Sometimes I'm just looking for someone to assign it to because not every movie has terrible acting in it. I mean So that's why I modified it and went from bad acting to overacting.
1: Yeah, I would I you could if you're going to argue, I know. Check, it's- hear me out.
0: Christian Stewart Award for Bad Acting. I got no problem giving it to Stanley either.
2: Uh, I would give it more to the expert, the automobile expert. The than, automobile expert, Than, than Stan. Because
0: it, it, it's the
2: same argument for both of them. But the expert is kind of like, I'm just fielding automotive. Not like, it's just kind of like, all right, guy, calm down. Right, but-,
1: but you also think that that's verbatim from a transcript? Uh, yeah, knowing that fact now does that change your mind that that is verbatim from a transcript
2: I think it makes it more prominent that
1: I, I think no I think that's how I think that's how an automobile more automotive expert would have to understand I just think that if know. you're getting up On, and you're a car
0: impossible to answer what if question how much money do they slide this guy under the table to just say exactly what they said and nothing else and make this go as quick as possible but like, like the, the prosecution, no, like in in the fictional world of my cousin Vinny, oh. how much, my, what did the prosecution try to? Did this, did they grease this guy? They had to have tried to grease this guy. Well, like they no. got him in
2: last minute. Exactly. So is, that's a good. I think that's. A good that's mean, that's a credible theory. And the he, fuck he
0: comes in last minute out of nowhere. Only once it becomes apparent that Vinny's starting to turn the tide on the case. And Trotter wasn't going to disclose it right away until they got to the to the courtroom.
1: Trotter didn't disclose it. That's right what I'm saying. Way. Yeah, uh, he didn't. Yeah. Oh, no, he does. He does.
0: Judge he just told him something. He just told him, I have something for that's you. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's what it and is. That's why Vinny objects. And then the judge objected right, 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 to right. it. Uh, he Vinny objected to it. The judge overrules it. So, you know, I'm, I'm just spitballing here. Everything tracks to they could have easily greased this guy to say be- very few words and exactly what they wanted to say.
1: I mean, you could. The other thing you're arguing is that he's he is under oath, um, so well, and an expert witness may may not may no not take it
0: on within the sp- within the scope of the truth. I'm not saying that that the DA or anybody connected to the DA would pay someone to paid him to lie. I'm just saying within the scope of the truth, there's a very very narrow bottleneck bottle of information, very small bottleneck of what we want you to spit out.
1: Right, that's why it is so rehearsed, those questions.
0: It's a narrative right. you're trying to make. No, yeah, I understand not, that, yeah. but with everything else. The judge not obje- overruling the objection, well, you probably, coming in last minute.
1: I'm going to also probably assume that this expert is an expert that is in that area. Well, so you know what? Probably we also- got
0: we to gotta, we gotta nix the whole thing, isn't the FBI? Or former FBI. I have no idea. He says oh, the it. It the, right. the expert witness. Yeah. Oh, he said he worked for the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Yeah, he yeah. was either FBI or formal, former former yeah. FBI. All right, listen, we were. I was just trying to have a little fun with it. If he mm-hmm. was a federal agent, that don't mean. I,
2: I I think that is a credible theory. Um, can I bring up a discovery I made about this film? Please. Have you guys heard that Vinny, his role was reprised by Joe Pesci?
1: Yes, I didn't know that. In, in a jazz album? Yes, I in
2: the album, that. yeah. I recently discovered the album and I fucking love it. <laughs>
0: and there's th- uh, you there's, would There's three novels. Really? Yes, that too. There's a novelization of the movie and then there are two other novels that follow it. I believe one follows him in Brooklyn like a couple of years later and then the third novel only came out in 2020.
1: There That's fucking also crazy. was supposed to be a sequel where he's studying uh Correct. law in England. Correct. Yep. Yeah. And that never came true. And then the book. No, Tomei
0: yeah. Tome didn't want to do it. Yes, and then down. they ultimately decided that they, after trying to recast it, they were like, not recast no, it. No, rewrite it. Rewrite the movie without her character. Yes, and then sh- eventually it just got scrapped. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I can't believe that there was so much, there was so much uh, lore
1: in, um, this,
0: in this universe. I w- I was surprised to see that too, that there were three novels. the The novelization of the movie, I was like, all right, that I get. Yeah. But then a sequel and a follow up to the sequel. I just thought it was the jazz album, and I I listened to it on the way here.
2: Like a lot of the songs, like uh, I think it was like "Take Your Love and Stick It" or something like that. I, something songs like that. I just I was trying to make like a commercial in my head of like, oh, you know. S- swing with Vincent LaGuardia Gambini and my cousin Vinny sings for
0: you <laughs> there's actually one that, that had to get released as like a box set right like who would have just Columbia went out Columbia
2: Pictures released it uh, Columbia Records so it wasn't even MGM so I was Jeez. like maybe he was maybe he was that's
1: incredible gosh. actually I
2: was like so was he maybe under contract or something that he just they're like oh you can do a jazz album but there's a rap song on there I believe that like Joe Pesci's like spitting rhymes and I'm like okay <laughs> He's like, I'm a wise guy. And I'm like, oh, I bet you are. Okay. <laughs> um,
1: well, real quick before we wrap up, uh, Vinny did pull up his amount of IMDb ratings. So oh, I forgot about we're that. going to do an over-under. What's? We're not doing an over Oh, we're not doing an under? I was just oh, guessing. Oh, what's... Okay, Shaved sorry. by the bell rules, what, baby. What's your guess?
0: 437.
1: 652. 932. <gasps> God, <laughs> Vinny very very
0: very 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 very
2: But you got to remember I've been I've been on IMDb for like 10 years now. <laughs>
0: it's about 100 god. movies a year, man. Oh my god. But I got if you Yo. go through
2: every movie that you've ever watched in your life and like things that you've just seen on the regular or whatever like you're, uh, you're naturally going to get that list Okay, up.
1: you know why I'm not going to do that? because I have to run multiple businesses that you're supposed to be helping me it in. It takes Sir. 12 seconds, Sir. look at the Sir. Phone, stop the wasting your time on reading on IMDb. They don't need your help. They don't need your help. In this, they in this do industry. not Every now and then,
0: I watch something that I know sucks just to make sure it sucks. Mm-hmm. Just to confirm, because I'll have strong opinions on things and get arguments with people about something I haven't seen in 10 years. And I'm like, yeah. let me go watch that again just to make sure it's a liquid hot dog shit. And <laughs> most of the time it is. It's very rare to get a one on the Vinny scale, it's very, 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 very rare. We got to rescore before we wrap up. I'm a holding pad on my 8 7. I would go 8 5.
1: I'm locking in an 8 3.
0: All right. I got nothing else. We don't. I wasn't cutting you off. I just wanted to do the rescore before we. Uh, no, that's fine. Sure we no, that's it. it. Yeah.
1: That's it. We we should be done. I mean, this is our first. I think this is one of our first ones that's gone over the amount.
0: We oh. went over the time of the movie. Uh, well, you know almost, what?
1: almost. I, think. I was going
0: to say you you take all that Rick and Morty bullshit out of there, and we'll still we're still way under two hours. So it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a it was a good tangent. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tangents can happen. Tangents sometimes. happen sometimes. See you guys in two weeks. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show, whatever movie it was about. Uh, this is a generic pre-recorded outro, but we hope you had fun. We sure do. Thanks for listening. See you next week.
2: And the only prescription is more cowbell.
1: We will not go quietly into the night. Stay gold. pony boy. I will not die sober. Get those fucking loans. That's all, folks.